a good day, it's about like a normal, I'll say a normal day. Uh-huh. A normal day, it's about an hour to get to the airport. And it's only, I mean, it's not that far, Like, but just like LA traffic is crazy. But yeah, on a good day, like at 2 a.m., oh, it's like 35 minutes to go to the airport. <laughs> 2 a.m., so, yeah. So wait, yeah. so where are you from from? You're not from LA, are you? No, um, I am from Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, oh, Texas. Oh, snap. That's where I went to college. Yeah. I went to UNT. You did? Yeah. Uh, I have friends who went there. Everybody um, went to UNT. And I went to uh, UT Austin. And, yeah, UT Austin. Well, UT Austin. I went to University of North Texas, Dallas. Oh, that's Denton. cool. Denton. Yeah, man. How'd you like it? I loved it. Wouldn't trade it that experience for the world. <laughs> What did you what did you major in? I majored in? in music education, if you can believe it. I believe it. That's cool. Did you want to be like a band director or something? No. <laughs> no, because all my band directors went to school and majored in music education. So I was like, oh, Mr. Uh, you know, my band director. Oh no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So you were in band? What did you play? Uh so I played the flute and the piccolo. Oh yeah, piccolo. Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> I got a Coast Guard friend who's just down the street. She plays piccolo for the Coast Guard. We went to high school together. That's awesome. Uh, Man, I miss playing in the marching band. That was fun. Man, I wonder if I know any of your directors. Oh, Rick, Rick Baker. Rick Baker. Uh, Richard Thomas. Those, those names sound really familiar. Do they? Yeah, they yeah they're, they're still in Texas. So. Dude, did you know that UTA had a marching band but no football team? I did not. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. Isn't that strange? Huh. Yeah. They have a marching really? Band with no, no marching band? Yeah. That's a travesty. It's so much fun watching the marching band. Well, there's a marching band, but there's no football team. Oh, there's no football yeah. team. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, I know because I was what? like, I had friends, I had a couple friends that, that went to UTA. Most of my friends went to North Texas or they went to TCU. Um but yeah, then I had a couple friend friends that were TCU. like they were stragglers. They like went to UTA for some reason. I was like, you got one of the best music schools in the country in your backyard, and you're choosing UTA. Like, it, the cost is probably the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so you grew up in DFW, man. Shit. I did. Yeah. Born and raised. I think I heard somewhere on a podcast, somewhere, so it might have been Right Face, you were talking about how, oh, shit, you did say Texas, didn't you? I knew that. I did yeah. listen to your podcast, by the way, both of them. Oh, Two cool, of them. thanks. Uh, not in preparation, but just because I just was curious and I was listening. And then I was like, I should message her. <clears throat> you said something about you were at, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 I was going to say Fiesta, Texas, but that's not the one. It's, uh, uh, Six Flags. Yes. And yes. That's where you decided you were going to be a Marine. <laughs> that is the story. Yeah, I never wanted to join the military, even though both grandfathers are army retirees who served in Korea and Vietnam. Uh, oh, no. I just never grew up with the military chip. You know, I skipped a generation. My parents, yeah. neither of them served. Uh, so, yeah, I went to Six Flags Over Texas right after graduating high school, and uh, they had an extra ticket for free. So who's going to turn down a free ticket, right? Nobody. So Especially I get there. And yeah, and they had these Marine Corps recruiters doing the chin up challenge. Of course. Which, if you're not familiar, which you should be, but it's like, <laughs> you know, the recruiting tool they use to get new 
recruits in, they have you do the pull-ups or the flexed arm hang for women. And if you do a good enough job, they give you a t-shirt or something. I'm pretty sure they still do that. They still do that. And it works. You know that, I mean, obviously I'm proof it works. Um, I didn't even think I took a t-shirt that day. I just really wanted to like prove myself that I could do the flexed arm hang for a really long time, which I did (laughs) because of marching band. Yeah. Holding they, up that, that heavy-ass piccolo. I mean, <clears throat> when we messed up, they made us do push-ups, kind of yeah, like did. in boot camp. So, like, well, not really a boot camp, but, yeah, lots of push-ups. <laughs> a, little, um, a little different than boot camp. So I, <laughs> they didn't really make us, I mean, yeah, they made us, of course, do push-ups, but it wasn't, you know, for playing the fruit, the flute incorrectly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I did the <laughs> chin-up challenge, and they were impressed, I suppose, and they gave me their recruiting spiel and uh that's how i decided to join the marine corps you just decided like you just went home you were like you know what i think i'm gonna give these guys a call they didn't even have to harass you did they uh well they kind of did actually um i was ready to walk away i just wanted to do the challenge and go and they were like oh so what do you want to do with your life and i'm like i want to go to college and i want to be a photographer or like a graphic designer yeah at the time, I wanted to do something like that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, how are you going to pay for college? And I said, my dad, he's a doctor because I was a brat. And I just had to walk away, <laughs> like giving them all the excuses why I don't need to join the military. Uh-huh. And they were like, well, did you know about this job in the Marines called public affairs? And I said, what's that? And so <laughs> they, talk, they talked to me about this job where you could do photography, journalism, yeah. newspaper yeah. reporting. Yeah. And I was like, that's all kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, I talked to this public affairs Marine who just happened to be there that day. <clears throat> and after talking to her, I decided to join the Marine Corps. Dude, so the quotas, do they call them quotas in the, in the Marine Corps? Yeah. We call them quotas in the yeah. Navy. So the quotas yeah. worked out. Like, they just happened to have a slot for you. They could offer they you a contract as a journalist. They actually had one spot left in public affairs, and I got it. Is that what the well, recruiter told so you? They say, yeah. So they say, I left, but yeah, and then I also got the um, the Marine Corps College Fund and all that, oh. so that was cool, um, which I used. Of you course, know? you did because now I'm not, I'm not trying to skip ahead, but you are you are definitely now a ma'am. You get I smoothed. am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I saw a post and I was like, wait a minute, she went back. California State Guard, yeah. So that's so, not a Marine Corps thing. That's an Army National Guard thing, right? It's 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 loosely related. So I, we're I'm not so, National Guard. I, yeah, I'm so fuzzy on all that stuff. Yeah. So 18 states have a state guard. Okay. Which is not a war fight. It's not a war fighting force. Right. So the California State Guard is an all volunteer force that responds to natural disasters like right. earthquakes, floods, wildfires, things like that. Okay. So we're not deployable, but we're all volunteers. Right. And um, last November, I got this. You know, I, I just got this bug to get back in uniform, and uh, my buddy was telling me about the California State Guard. Um, he's also a Marine veteran as well. He yeah. also served in the Army, um, and he's also in the State Guard. So he talked to me about it, and it sounded great. And uh, the only caveat is I get to wear an Army uniform instead yeah. of a Marine Corps one. Yeah, I was like, that's the wrong camo. What is she doing? And then I saw the CA, yeah. the CA State Guard or whatever. I was like, what? What is that? Mm-hmm. It's like there's the National Guard. I guess there's state guards. So that's not, man, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's like being in the reserves. 
except it's not like federal, right? Because I was in the yeah. Navy Reserves for two years. Mm -hmm. I got off active duty, well, almost three years ago now because I was in the Reserves for two years and I got out officially last summer. <clears throat> and so I was in the Navy Reserves for two years. I had to go every other weekend or every weekend, no, one weekend a month and then two weeks a year, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But that was essentially like being in big Navy, except I only had to do it once a month. Right, yeah. Um, this is, uh, we have monthly drills just like, right. I guess, like similar to a reserve unit. But um, uh, yeah, so during COVID when I joined, we, you know, we doing we, shit. They, swore me, they swore me in last November. And then we had to start doing uh uh, like Zoom drills because we couldn't really meet in person because of the pandemic going on. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, and uh, I go on missions. We cover training, so I'm basically doing what I was doing in the Marine Corps for the State Guard. So whenever we train for wildfire season, I get to go up in the helicopter and cover them putting out fires, things like that. <laughs> pretty cool. That is yeah, cool. cool. I don't wonder yeah. how many people. It's it's so funny, like. I was listening, I've, obviously, I've listened to quite a few uh, Right Face podcasts and all that stuff, but I was, I was sitting there wondering, like, I wonder how many people in L.A. specifically who are there to do what you're doing mm -hmm. even think about joining the State Guard or joining the reserve, like the, like the Navy Reserves. I'm sure there's a NOSC somewhere near L.A. San Diego's just down the road. Like, yeah. That's such a brilliant move because you only, the commitment's pretty small. And you get it a, is, and, you and get a pretty you don't good need little to prior service either. You, um, it's about sixty percent prior service, but you know there are plenty of jobs where we just need those special skills. So mm -hmm. whether or not you've served, you can put on a uniform and serve your state. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there are eighteen states with the state guard. I know Texas has a state guard as well. Right. Um, so I mean, if I ever moved back to my home state, I could join <laughs> that state guard. I have no plans to move. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so there are a lot back. of options. Yeah, and it's it feels good to be back in uniform and, and serving the state and my fellow Californians and right. uh, yeah, on my own terms and I get to follow my dreams while I do that. Well, and it's a nice little extra chunk of change in your pocket while you pursue what you know pursue your dream. Yeah, if I get well, when I get put on state active duty orders, that is paid. The training itself is volunteer. Drill weekends aren't paid. Correct. Brutal. Well, here I was thinking it was. It depends on the type of training you're doing. Um, uh, if you're put on state active duty orders for that training, then you are. But I mean, most of the time, I'm just volunteering my time to go cover the training that other service members are doing. But hey, you know what? That's networking. It's networking. It's great. It's fun. I like meeting people and sharing their stories. Like, you know, some people retired you know, from the service after two or three decades and they just, they really wanted to continue serving. Right. And so they're back in uniform and continuing to serve and it feels great sharing their stories. Feels great to shave your face again and cut your hair. Mm -hmm. and Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love shaving my head. No, I'm just kidding. Never had to shave my head, luckily. Thank God for that, right? <clears throat> Man, but they're okay. now allowing, um, like the ponytails in uniform, which is right. a little foreign to me. Yeah. I've never done that, and I don't think I ever will. Rocking the bun but still? to each their own. I do the bun. Yeah, I do the, the bun. The bun's classic. And it keeps it everything is. out of the way. Like, I would imagine, like, a bun. Like, I've heard yeah. it's a pain in the butt sometimes, but, like, if you get a good technique, you're pretty soft. You're good to go. I think it's pretty, it's more tactical, in my opinion, the bun. Oh, yeah. That, 
ponytail yeah. could get caught on all kinds of shit. I remember thinking, Absolutely. I remember thinking we could be out doing maintenance or whatever. And if you've got a ponytail, that shit's going to get caught or it could get caught. <clears throat> but, but I mean, you know, the powers that be decided it was okay. So, you know, to each their own. <laughs> their own. So, okay. You're doing like a billion things, right? You told you uh, a, bill, a gazillion. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this was if this was like an exaggerated joke, but yesterday you messaged me you were doing like seven IG accounts. I actually have about I, I monitor about seven. Oh yeah, I'm actually I'll check it now. Let's see. <clears throat> I have my own personal one. Right. My cat's page, of right. course. Right. I saw that. The California State Guard. Oh, you're managing. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, my two podcasts production company. And a uh, comedy page for the American Legion post 43. So actually, it's like eight, I guess. I don't know. Oh Seven or eight. Gosh. It's a lot. It is a lot. Here yeah. I am struggling to try to do two. Like, I don't know. I don't maybe I just suck at Instagram. I think, I think that's my problem. I you think know, I just... you know, I think I like I like the more than just bacon page. I think it's cool. Like, I like the title, first of all. Thank you. Because I like bacon. Everybody likes bacon. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> likes bacon. But you, right? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty. I thought it was pretty good. Like you're more like, how are we more than just a person who goes out and brings home the bacon? How are we more than just bacon? Yeah. That makes sense. That's really cool. So thank you for having me on, by the way. I didn't really thank you properly, but I appreciate it. Like just meeting other veterans and just shooting the shit. Dude, I, I seriously thought that was a, I thought it was going to be a win. I was like, okay, she has way more followers than me, but maybe. <clears throat> maybe I'll just send the message and be like, Hey, you want to try this thing? Because <laughs> I really do. I admire that about you. I admire that you're working so hard and that you're always uplifting veterans. I think that's fantastic. The world needs more of that. And I think it is on the rise. You see a lot more of that nowadays, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. But especially in things that are artful, which is why I like right face because <laughs> there are so many veterans, like people get a, a, an idea of what we are and they think that, we're all just like short haircuts and, you know, beef, beefy meathead type folks. And it's like, well, not necessarily. Yeah. Like we, we do think, and we are creative and, you know, we have a lot of things to offer in the world aside from like shooting a gun and leadership and right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we create. I think there's this, there's this like kind of misconception that a veteran is either a hero or broken. Like there's really yeah. no in between in the mindset of, you know, civilians. And it's, it's, you know, it's hard for them, I think, to imagine a, a veteran who just happens to be a regular person, but also a veteran. Right. Um, you know, like I'm a huge cat lover, you know, you probably wouldn't meet me and think that I was in the Marine Corps, but I was, <laughs> I just happened to be a Marine veteran and I'm obsessed with my cats. I wonder where they are. They're hiding somewhere. They I was hoping they would join us. Where your cats? <laughs> they have Instagram. <laughs> But yeah, I, I have, we have all kinds of passions and loves yeah. and, you know, so I think it's important to understand how multifaceted veterans can be. Yeah. You were active for how many years? I was 10 years active and, um, yeah, I, I was not affiliated until I got back in, well, got back in, but joined the California State Guard in November. So, right, right, yeah. right. 10 years active duty. How'd you feel about leaving? Like, I know I took a lot of shit because I put on first class mm -hmm. in like two and a half, three years. Whoa. Okay. Well. Superstar. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was also old as fuck when I joined. I was 26. 
26? Okay, yeah, by, by military standards, that is old as fuck. Yeah, the, <laughs> most of the kids were like 10 years younger than me, almost 10 years younger than me. But so I came in as an E3 because of the college credit thing, and then mm-hmm. my, my school was like a year long just to learn my job. And by the time I got out of school, I was eligible for E4. Oh my gosh. And because my contract gave me E4 because I was a technical, yeah. I was an electronics technician. So they gave me E4 right out of school. And then because my school was so long, I was eligible to take the E5 exam like two, three months after I got out of school. So mm-hmm. I took the E5 exam and I got it first time, picked it up first time. And then, <laughs> wow. yeah. And then because I was just old and I kept my nose clean and did good work, yeah. I got really good on my, uh, um, my evals, my yearly evals. So if you get two early promotes on your evals in a row, then you get to take the next pay grade exam a year early. So that's what I did. It took it a year early and sure enough, picked it up E6 first time up like two and a half years in. (laughs) So, I mean, finally my age matched my, my pay grade. Right. Cause like I would show up at my command and they'd be like, you're an E4. How are you this old and still an E4? And I was like, (laughs) I just, Dude, I just got here. <laughs> I just got here. Simmer down now. Yeah. Let me catch up, okay? And then you did. Uh, <laughs> where was I going with this? You got me all distracted. So I don't remember, but that, I'm cool with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I just want to say, so it's it's interesting because in the California State Guard, there are no age limits. What? So we actually have like a 78 year old uh, lady serving in headquarters That's in administration. Dope. Yeah, it's great. And we have people all the time asking, are there any age limits? And the answer is no, you can join. You could be 100 and join. If if you have a special skill that we need, then, you wow. know. So there's, is there a PT exam, like a PT test? It So it depends on what job you have. Okay. So if you're going to be fighting wildfires, then yes, oh, you have to pass. You're rescuing people on a small boat, then yeah, probably. You know, but if you're, uh, you know, going to be doing mostly administrative work or the kind of work that I do that doesn't require, you know, arduous physical activity, then know, that's man. not re- getting into a helicopter, crawling around at a wildfire, yeah. taking photos like, <laughs> well, hopefully I'm not crawling in the actual wildfire. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> That'd be kind of a cool shot though. I get like a, a dope shot and like mount it to my chest yeah. and come get me. <laughs> that would be dope, right? From the ground up, it looks bigger than it actually is. Really just like right. a fire pit somebody has in their backyard. California's on fire constantly, so you guys are going to be constantly employed. It's supposed to be a record-setting year for wildfires, which is, Terrifying. you know, it's fresh, you know, it's, yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking, but I'm ready for it. I've done the training. I'm ready to, I'm ready to respond. That's our tagline, ready to respond. Man. So wait, wait, wait. What happens if you get, like, a really sweet gig, and then guards like, hey. So if, if I'm called up, then I, then I get to take the orders. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if there's no one who can possibly take my spot, then I get to go. I get to go. What if it's like a breakout role? It's like a huge movie or something. Uh, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so far. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? Rob Riggle. He was a Marine. Yeah, he, he was. was still like he was still he was a reservist, but he still went he was a kept doing it. Went he even went on deployments, didn't he? He, did. he retired. Yeah. Oh yeah, I met him once. He's he's a cool dude. I bet he is. He looks like an awesome dude. 
he did this uh, golf tournament to raise money for veterans, right. to help veterans, which is what really cool. I respect the hell out of that man. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're a, a veteran and, you, and you're funny and you can make me laugh and you give back to veterans, like, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, sir. Wonderful. <laughs> Andy's cute as fuck. Let's, let's face it. He's got those dreamy eyes. He's got this great, you know, like ageless quality about him, like a very boyish, yeah. you know, charm. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. about what I saw. So he represents he represents veterans well. What did I see him? And I appreciate that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, mm. anyway, so you're doing like ten thousand things. Um, yeah. like literally ten thousand things. You've got like seventeen IG accounts. You have <laughs> what is it like nine podcasts? Uh, I have two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are cranking those things out, though, especially Dick Talk. You guys are cranking them them weekly. Yeah, so those we do, we release weekly. Um, Right Face uh, podcast. I'm I'm on hiatus for the for that one, Um, but I mean, I I interview people as I like. If I'm inspired to do an episode on a veteran, then I'll do. Yeah. Um, Plus, we're kind of a. But mine is also very niche. I, I cover. I share the stories of military veteran creatives. So that's a little more niche than just your, the average, yeah. you know, like interview anyone yeah. who's in service. But um, yeah, so TikTok and Mimosas, we release them weekly. And, you know, I always think like, wow, we've done a lot of episodes. We've gone almost a full year straight. Um, you guys record where, them in like, you guys sit together for like a day and bang out like three or four of them because they're only like 30 minutes long. Yeah, most of the time we do two episodes at a time. I thought um, so, because I listened to two of them in a row and I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like they just carried on. Yeah, so <laughs> we're actually going to be doing four in one day coming up pretty soon here to cover us for the whole month of August, which I'm a little, it's going to be a stretch because we've never done that many episodes in one day, but I'm also excited because we have some really cool guests that are going to come on to Sweet. talk to us about various topics, you know. So, yeah, I love it because you guys have, you guys seem to have whatever the fuck topic you want to have. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? And it, yeah, and it works I mean, too. Like I've kind of got a theme yeah. going here, but like, you know, I'm not pushing. Yeah, we it. talk about everything from fetishes to felines over mimosas. <laughs> over mimosas, and you have a. Sponsor. And we just started kind of exploring the talk about everything part, because um, mostly it's dating and relationships right. related. Right. Uh, like, you know, we're releasing an episode, uh, you know, about BDSM and where we fall on the BDSM spectrum. You know, we took this test. Yeah. It's just stuff like that. Can't wait to Um, hear that one. (laughs) How to to spot a narcissist. I heard that one. Well, I don't, I don't need any lessons on how to spot a narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) That one was eye opening, but also, you know, I wanted, I actually wanted that one to go longer. I was like, do it. Keep going. Don't stop. We can do, you know, we can do a, a follow-up to it if, if you have a particular question or anything <laughs> like that. We're how we always love hearing listener questions. We get ideas that we've never heard of before. So, Man. yeah. Okay, so you, you're doing all this shit. Yeah. And you're auditioning for things. You're running your own production company. Yeah. And then you, so this is how I knew, this is how I knew I made the right choice. You emailed me and you're like, Hey, or you messaged me. You're like, Hey, can you email this to me? It's how I keep track. I was like, this is, she's busy as fuck. That's how I know. Oh my God. It's because I you don't have to, it doesn't have to live in here. Messages. It's, it's there. 
And yeah. that's probably your hub. Your central hub is your email. Yeah, it is. If, if someone is serious with an inquiry, they'll email me. You know, like I, the DMs are great for like an initial introduction, sure. but like, let's move it over to Gmail for now. Right. You know, right. well, probably can <laughs> you get the notifications it's separate? It's not in the same app and you, you've got 17 million things going on in IG. Yeah. Like it's, you probably don't even have notifications turned on. Like it's, it must be ridiculous. And so I do have them turned on actually, <laughs> which is, you know, I try to keep my email at zero. I don't like to, I mean, of course I don't really delete emails, but I don't, I don't like to have like 168 unread emails and That's... 23 missed calls and like it just makes my brain explode. So anytime I get a notification, I'm like, okay, this is important. Let's I can have a whole filing system. Even in on my IG, head not on IG, like, you have those turned off, right? Not on IG, but for Gmail yeah. and you know, I have a li a lot of lists on my iPhone. Uh, I have we have episode ideas for episodes, hashtags. I mean, all kinds of stuff on my phone. So, I mean, even just, yeah. I, I hate to bring it, I hate to keep circling back to IG, but like, it just seems to me, that was the, that was one of the, the biggest things that I noticed. I was like, man, how do people do that? How do you carry on with your day? Try to get all the shit you have to get done. Like you have to make money. So that's probably one of the mm -hmm. number one things. Number two is like yeah. all the things that you really want to do. But then like, you're kind of trying to transition into making your money maker into the thing that you really want to do so it doesn't feel like work which is what i'm doing i'm trying to do this i would love to do this every day right. but like part of that is getting on social media and like creating content and sometimes yeah. editing content like that yeah. thing that i posted yesterday on my story took me like i don't know 15 20 minutes to create that really? thing in in my app on my on my computer and then i had to like move it over to drive and like upload it onto ig and then post it like fuck that's a lot of work just just for that. The thing that I reposted? Yeah. That was really good. I really like that. I dabble. I don't even know how to make those. Dude, I dabble in graphics. I don't design. even know how to make those. It's easy. <laughs> I'm glad you posted it so that I could repost. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning, too. I follow a lot of really talented content creators who also happen to be veterans. Um, Freedom and Floors is great. Uh, Weights and Freedom. Yeah who is a Marine Corps veteran. She does content all the time. And I'm just like, like mind blown. Like, like you, you're on TikTok. So I to get on TikTok for a long time. And I finally I got on it. And I'm, I mean, I'm not as prolific as I should be. Um, but, uh, oh, Janae Sergio. She oh, yeah. is a business owner and the Navy veteran. I mean, she does content every day. I mean, I'm like trying to keep up, but I'm learning so much just watching. And uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting there. But you, uh, it is like, kind of a necessary evil to market yourself, especially really in this kind of business that I'm in, you know, film yeah. and TV. You really is, have to have an online presence. Is TikTok worth it? Uh, it? I think it is because it's a whole other generation that's on TikTok. You have Social media speaking, you have Facebook is more older and right-leaning. Instagram is younger and more left-leaning. And right. uh, TikTok is very young. It skews very young. Um, so, you know, depending on what you're selling, so to speak, or marketing, there is a, a valid audience there. And if you post something on TikTok and it goes viral, it can go viral on Instagram. and I mean... That could be like your, but not the breakout role, but you know, that could really be your foot a in the door to something. Yeah. 
Yeah. If someone sees you do a TikTok of you acting and they love it and, you know, maybe they'll keep you in mind for a movie or if you're selling something and they see you wearing it in a TikTok, it goes viral, you'll you'll sell out. So there's definitely a market there. Um, I'm not as prolific as I probably should be, but there is definitely a market there. Oh my God. Maybe I should do that. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, I, there's a, you could post little clips of, some interviews maybe if i say something particularly hilarious <laughs> when well, i say something particularly i was gonna hilarious, say the pressure's on now you got now you i know i gotta happen. come up with a, a banger you know an hour and a half <laughs> crank it out. <laughs> it out i gotta get my cats over here like they're hilarious <laughs> but like, um, i just imagine like you're, you're like i see all these posts like it's so you're running you're not just running yours you're running TikTok. And well, right face, I haven't seen a whole lot of right face stuff lately. But like you said, you're on a hiatus, but still between TikTok and your personal one. And sometimes and I think I see your cat one a lot too. <laughs> I, like, well, I post a lot more of that because they're just so cute. Well, they're just and, there, right? Like that's an easy target. That's an easy target. Yeah. But for like TikTok, and, you guys uh, take pictures. The, and so it's like, you have to, there's content that needs to be actually created for that. Um, mm -hmm. I just imagine like how much of your time is spent creating these things and posting them. Mm -hmm. How do you manage like, okay, I have to, I have to step away from IG for five hours so that I can crank out this audition tape mm -hmm. or I have to go do this thing. Like, how do you, how do you manage that? Yeah. So, uh, yesterday was an, a test for me. It was a stretch for me because I had four scripts to read and I got this audition notice. So I got to memorize six pages of dialogue and have it submitted by midnight last night. And so I, and my, I had to get a reader to could hop on zoom to be the reader in the scene with me and they weren't available till 9 30 PM. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to spend 45 minutes memorizing lines. I'm going to spend an hour reading a script and then I'm going to do this self tape. And then I'm going to spend another two hours reading another script and it's 1 30 AM. So I'm going to go to bed and get up and read the last three scripts. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's a lot. Sometimes. And all those scripts you have know, to be read in a certain amount of time. Well, all the scripts have to be read by today. That was my deadline. So, cause I have a meeting at seven right. that I get to, you know, a creative meeting. Oh, so these are, these but are scripts ready for, for uh, right face. Um, these particular scripts are for my uh, theater company that is called loft ensemble. I am a board member and I'm on the artistic committee. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's when well, you're not just it's, you're not just part of running the show, but you're actually in the stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, um, I haven't been in one of those shows in a couple of years. I mean, we won't really count last year. That was just a lost year. Right. Um, but 2019 was the last time I was in a theater show. Um, but I I'm very involved. Um, it, we put out a lot of great plays and we just reopened uh, last month with all the restrictions. Right, right. I saw you know, some posts about it. Of back in place, people have to wear masks in the theater, but we still have plays going on every weekend. And um, yeah, so we get to read scripts and uh, decide the next season of shows. And we got 200 submissions, and that was before the pandemic. And so during the pandemic, of course, people were writing a of lot, course. and so we got even more submissions. And so the whole artistic committee is, you know, really cranking out these scripts to get them finished reading and you got to decide what you're going to do. You got to decide what we're going to do. Oh yeah. 
So, and then of course, um, for Right Face Productions, we just put out um, a call for finished horror screenplays because we want to do a horror film next. And so we're trying to find a kind of campy cabin in the woods type vibe, yeah. uh, one location if possible. So uh, we've been getting a lot of submissions for that the last few days, and that's going to be more than I get to read, um, which I'm excited to do. It's just juggling, you know. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's busy, but fun. So how many? <laughs> you can you can tell me to shut the fuck up and kick rocks, but how many of these things are actually money makers for you? Um. Uh, as far as films? In any of the stuff that you're doing. Oh, well, Dick Talk and Mimosas actually does generate some revenue um, because we have a Patreon. And um, so people subscribe and they get, you know, exclusive content and early access to episodes. and More content to make. All that. Yeah. So um, we split that between um, myself and the two other hosts. And so that's, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. And um, I mean, I'm setting the intention that Right Face Productions will be revenue generating, you know, once we get this film made and sold at some point in the future. But it's still in the early stages. What's the path for that? You make the thing and then you sell it to someone who's going to distribute it? Is that, what, is that how it goes? Yeah, I mean, there are different methods, of course. Um, some people you know, sell it after it's made. Some people sell it before it's even made. Right. You know, if they have right. name talent attached, right. say you have like Brad Pitt and, you know, a big star in a movie, like someone's going to buy that before oh, it's sure. even made. Yeah. But in this case, you know, we don't really have the funds to get Brad Pitt in a movie <laughs> yet. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to fund it ourselves. That's, it worked for me. Yeah. Hey, Brad. Hey. Good to to meet you oh. via Instagram. I'd like to offer you this role. He doesn't even have an <laughs> I don't know. I don't really follow a lot of celebrities. I think I follow I follow Chris Pratt. Oh yeah. He's and a that might be the only celebrity I follow, actually. I don't really follow a lot of celebrities. I follow a lot of cats and dogs though. <laughs> That's the one. That's the I TikTok. That's the TikTok video that I'm gonna post. Right? I follow celebrities. <laughs> I follow a lot of cats and dogs. Some cats have two million followers, and I'm over here like, wow. Grumpy like, cat, I, I'm, I'm happy just to get, you know, the 10,000 so you can have a swipe up feature. Is that how you do that? And here they are with, like, brand deals galore. You have to have 10,000 <laughs> to have the swipe up feature? You have to have 10,000. Yeah. So if you're selling something, again, if you're trying to sell something, like merch, hey, swipe up, and then you can buy it. I would it. love to um, do merch, but, so you know, really want that feature. i got to build this audience a little more. Well, you're you're gonna. I believe in you. you. You can do this. I just, I'm just gonna keep my <laughs> nose to the to the grindstone and just keep pushing. You know, it's like yeah. Sometimes I get a little I get a little frustrated and I get annoyed because I have a 40 hour a week day job. <laughs> what? What do you do? What's your I day work job? at a uh, we shall say a major military contractor. Oh, okay. Wink, yeah. wink. We all build right. things for the military. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> hey. My job is not fancy. Uh, in fact, so you're busy AF is what you're saying. I work saying. 40 hours a week, and yeah, but I sit at this desk because I'm I've been I've been working from home for like almost a year and a half now. I sit mm -hmm. at this desk and I edit and write policies and procedures. Oof! Is that your dream job? No. No, <laughs> no, not at all. 
this right here would be a great, this is, this is one of my dream jobs. I would love to do this all day. I love that. I mean, you've got the whole setup. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I did during the pandemic. Excuse my ugly door back here. What's wrong with it's your door? Just, oh, it's gross. Look at it. <laughs> like this ugly shellacked 1950s sliding door. Oh, it is a sliding door. Wow. That is like old it's school. Old school. I love it. Straight to the kitchen. It, it gets stuck, you know? It could be worse though. You could have like shag carpet in your bathroom. Like I lived in a house once for a few months and they had shag carpeting in the bathroom. Because it was like the grandmother's house, you know, not my grandmother, but like the guy's grandmother's house. And he was renting it. And the toilet overflowed. Oh no. Onto the shag carpeting. And my life nearly I'm I nearly unalived and myself. It was yeah, so there's padding disgusting. underneath there. It gets all soaked and moldy and mildewy. Oh god. And... I mean you can't come back. From no, that. you can't. My bath. Don't my ever bathtub put shag pink. carpeting in your bathroom. I have a pink bathtub. <laughs> you have a pink, pink bathtub? bathtub? That's kind of cool. I'm telling you, this house was built in 1955. So it's kind of neat. It's kind of a neat little house. But yes. I love the 40s and 50s aesthetic. Tell me more. Mid-century modern all over this place. Hmm. I should probably talk a little bit about the pinups for vets then. Oh, yeah. A little bit. So I think that's how I discovered you. I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and pinups for vets just kept showing up. And I was yeah. like, this is so fucking cool. And so I started following. And then I don't remember how I actually ended up following you. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but social media kismet. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I messaged yeah. you one day because I went and, well, I didn't message you. I, I, I posted on one of your posts because you had done that uh, picture of you on the set of Tenet. I was like, holy shit. I just went and saw that movie. Yeah. I thought that was you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I, I still have people reaching out every few Weeks or months, I'm like, hey, is this you? I'm like, yeah, it's you know, me. Yeah, thanks. I remember sitting in the theater going, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure. Wait a minute. And I pulled my phone out like an asshole. And I was like, that is her. That was a fun shoot. That was, it was uh, challenging, but fun. Yeah, we were out in the desert for three weeks and it was hot AF. It was, it was, it, I mean, I don't want the bro vets to get mad, but it kind of felt like a deployment in a way. I mean, I've been deployed, of right. course, but like the the heat being around so many other veterans and and being in uniform, yeah, kind of, you know, hurry it up felt and like wait, we probably. were. Is what a lot of hurry up and wait. Well, it was a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, we would, you know, have to <laughs> sometimes take a nap under um, with using some rock as a pillow because we were just waiting for the shot. And we had to wear gas masks for basically the whole shoot. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was like hot AF. There were like fake explosions going on for the special effects, which were awesome. And uh, we, you know, of course, we're, you know, had battle rattle all over us and uh, learning how to run backwards, which is interesting. You didn't have plates um, in those things, did you? Uh, no. No way. No. I would dump those things so fast. I'd be like, why am I wearing plates? Oh, why would I wear plates? This is dumb. It was it was intense. We were uh, at one point um, with the stunt crew running out of this Chinook uh, just over and over again, over and over again. That's and so I tell you, a lot of people fell out and some like got injured and had to be sent home. I mean, wow. it was intense. It was intense. 
So I'm just thankful that I, you know, made it the whole shoot and made the final cut. I mean, I'm just thankful. Holy, holy. holy moly. Uh, it was so, cool. <clears throat> anyway, Penance for Vets. How'd you get hooked up with them? Yeah. So about 2015, I met Gina Elise, who is the founder of Pinups for right. Vets. And she is a patriotic civilian. Her grandfather served in World War II. Sweet. And so she created Pinups for Vets as a way to give back to veterans, yeah. to say thank you for your service. And uh, a few of my friends, uh, my veteran friends, were involved with Pinups for Vets. And so they introduced me to Gina. And she asked if I wanted to be in the 2016 calendar, which was the 10-year anniversary calendar. That was and the 10-year anniversary yes. calendar? Holy yeah, the 2016 holy. calendar was their 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Jean has been doing this a while. And now we're going into our 15th anniversary. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I was Miss March 2016. And uh, it, it was great because, you know, being in – the Marine Corps for 10 years, you wear the same thing every day. You don't really get a chance to be super feminine. Uh, you know, I don't, I didn't play dress up like that when I was on active duty. I certainly never wore pinup style dresses, right. but I always had an appreciation for it. Cause I grew up watching, I love Lucy and I loved that style, yeah. you know? So they kind of taught me how to do it. They taught me how to be a pinup cool. and, you got to like yeah. learn how to do the poses too. Like there's specific kinds of poses that you're supposed yeah. to do. And like, it's yeah. no joke. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a whole art to it. Like you have to know what you're doing. It really is. It's a whole different type of modeling. Yeah. And Gina is a total, she's a true pinup. She knows all of the different poses and she is so gracious when she coaches, she's right there with you, you know, helping you through it. And, you know, cause a lot of, you know, the pinups have no modeling experience. Right. I certainly didn't. And so she was just really great. She was there from start to finish. She's on every photo shoot, overseeing things, making sure that it fits the brand and that, you know, it's the aesthetic. Yeah. And she just makes us all feel so beautiful. Dude, that's so badass. And every single, every single model, right, is a vet of some, on some level. Or they're not still active uh, duty, are they? No. So they're, they're veterans. They're all veterans. They're all no longer on active duty. I would duty. imagine that was um, sort of weird conflict. Affiliated, but... Yeah, um, they, they, she used to have uh, a specific page just for, like, her um, civilian ambassadors. But, um, you know, every, every calendar is different. So one year she had uh, male veterans, but it, you know, as cameos in, like, a couple of the photos with the female veterans. So she had, um, you know, Max Uriarte of what? Terminal Lance. What? And, yeah, she had Terminal Lance. As one of you know, in one of the photos, That's so dope. At, yeah, it was really cool. Um, so yeah, you know, and we, it's it's every branch, every service. Um, there's so many talented and intelligent, you know, veterans that have been featured in the calendar. This one that's coming out next year, 2022, in my opinion, is going to be probably the best one. Uh, I say that every year, though. <laughs> uh, but we just. We just photographed it at this beautiful mansion. Oh, yeah, I think I saw some pictures of that. Yeah, in Redlands, California, at the uh, Kimberly Crest Mansion. And it's just so beautiful. And the models, the veterans, just, you know, they really they really turned out nicely. And I can't wait for everyone to see oh, it. God. So, wait, how, how are, 
how are you involved still? Are you still just modeling or are you involved more now? So I, I'm an ambassador. So on that particular shoot, I was a production assistant. So I worked behind the scenes with all of the veterans and I helped things just run smoothly. Um, Gina does, of course, most of the heavy lifting. She does everything. Um, she coordinates everything. I just show up on the day and help her keep, you know, sanity yeah, a yeah, little take bit. Take a load off her a little um, bit. But yeah, she, uh, so she does all that. She, she It's really like producing a movie in a way. I mean, she puts in all of this work months prior to the actual right. photo Everything's got to be set up. And, you know, now we're in post-production. So, you know, the calendar is being designed right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to go to the printer probably in the next couple weeks. And then, you know, people can do pre-orders. Oh, so shit. it's it's really a big deal. And the, and the beautiful part about it, it and should be mentioned is that the the proceeds from the calendar go back to the veterans. So we donate rehab equipment to the VA hospitals. Um, to date, over sixty thousand dollars worth of rehab equipment has been donated to VA hospitals oh, um, pre-COVID and hopefully soon post-COVID. Uh, you know, we did hospital visits. Right. We would take the calendars and give them to the veterans as a thank you. Um, and, you know, they were gifts to the veterans. And, of course, we would do the care packages to the deployed I was troops say, you guys well. also send them overseas. Yeah, and they're always so appreciative. They send us photos of themselves holding the calendars and letters <laughs> of thanks. And it's really heartwarming to be connected to, you know, the military veteran community still, even though I'm no longer on active duty. It feels good to give back. I mean, you're always, you're always part of the, the family, you know? Especially yeah. as a Marine. Holy shit. Come on. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. Yeah. I bet you cook some mean crayons. <laughs> I do, actually. Um, my crayon quesadillas are clutch. Wow. I can't. I would love to try them. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and if anyone wants to support Pinups for Vets, they can go to pinupsforvets.com. And, of course, on Instagram, it's Pinups for Vets. Dude, you're going to so, have to, yeah. like, email me all the links and things. Yeah, gonna, I will. I'm going to put the show notes. <laughs> for, be prepared, everyone. The show notes are going to be so fucking long with all of your shit. I mean, sorry, sorry not Wait, sorry. What else, what, what else? What else? Is, there's more. I know there's more. You're hiding something. Come on. There's something else um, that we're missing here. You haven't seen my cats yet. I mean, they haven't made an appearance yet. I'm going to have to go, like, drag Did you them out monetize the cats yet? Come on. You got to monetize the cats. I do. Um, I wish. They don't have an, as many followers as I would like, but it's really just for me. I mean, I just like posting pictures and videos of my babies. Okay, so, so I don't care if they stay at what follower account they are now. I, I don't care. I'm not really trying to grow their So here's the million-dollar question. <laughs> How... Then, with all this stuff that's going on, how are you, do you feel the need to get away from it at some point and just fucking unplug? I mean, I guess you just went to Greece, right? That must have been, I that did. must have been part of it. Yeah. Just to get, get the fuck away, right? Step aside and yeah. just like, oh. Absolutely. So is that what it is? Just, it's I gotta just take a break and then you're back at the grind and then what, it, like, there's gotta be mm -hmm. something like daily or weekly that you're doing to just. Are you like sitting down and meditating? Like, um, you know, I really should meditate. I wish. <laughs> well, everybody I did. should, right? I really don't. Uh, I did for like a hot minute, like a year and a half ago. And anyway, I. 
So aside from going to Greece, which I highly recommend everyone plan some type of trip away, whether that's a staycation in your home state or leaving the country altogether for a few days, highly recommended. Um, I went with my friend Adrienne to Greece. She's a Navy veteran. Sweet. She also, I should probably give her a plug too, because she runs her own company called Clio Studio that it produces um software for filmmakers oh i heard that episode yeah that sounds yeah, yeah that yeah. sounded so Adrian fucking cool him. i was like that's so genius yep cleo studio uh cleo with a k but she's also yeah, she's so also an actor she's yeah she we worked together on tenet yeah. actually um we were out in the desert for three weeks. And of course we knew each other before that, but we got really close during that. It was like a deployment. It's like you get really close with the other woman veteran who is there while there you're, you one? know. Was there only on that? There was more than one, right? There was more, but, um, you know, she and I were like the besties. Or we were the besties on right. set. Uh, and I met, that's where I met uh, Savannah of Weights and Freedom wow. and uh, met some other. Yeah, that's how I met Savannah. She was also in that movie too. Oh, moly. Okay, so you go to you go to Greece, like what? Yeah, yeah. So Greece uh, is something that I had wanting. I've been wanting to go to Greece for over three years, and I've been waiting. And I talk about this on one of my TikTok and Mimosas podcasts. The reason I waited so long is because I was like, well, I want to wait for the perfect romantic partner to go with. And I kept waiting and waiting, and I thought I met someone, you know, and then we broke up. We were supposed to go to Greece together, and then we broke up. Oh, no. Did you already buy the tickets? No, but I had the dates in my calendar of when I was going to go. That's as good as permanent right there. I mean, right. In my case, if it's in the calendar, it's happening. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I live and die by my calendar. Um, So I I broke up with this person, but I really wanted to go to Greece. And I'm like... (sighs) fuck it, let me just go with a friend. So I asked Adrian. she was on board right away. We got the tickets, we got the Airbnbs, we got the ferries, you know, we had to take uh, ferries from the island to island. Sweet. And it was the best vacation. It was awesome. And I highly recommend everyone just go, like, you know, go with a friend, go, you could go by yourself. Um, I, I, I'm not really comfortable traveling by myself, but, you know, it's a thing that can happen. Like, I would love to go yeah. over to Europe on my own, like, you know, hit up the UK and Scotland and Ireland and Spain. Yeah. And like, I would love to do that. And I'm like, who would I go with? And I go, I, I don't, I don't have anybody. I would, <laughs> maybe I'll just go by you myself. Just go. I mean, you're the only one holding you back is you. Well, you know, and the kids. So it's gotta like, I gotta like and figure kids. out yeah, when I thing. can make that happen. Yeah. <clears throat> I I had a friend text me recently, like, oh, your Greece trip looks so fun. I'm like, well, why don't you go, you know, take your wife. And he's like, well, we have, like, kids. And I'm Yeah, like, kids oh. ruin everything. I don't. <laughs> and it just reminds me of why I don't yeah, want don't children. Yeah, do don't do it. I mean. Don't do it. Like, <laughs> Seriously, don't do it. I love my children. Like, oh, I'm so glad to be childless, I, I you love, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite jealous of that. I, I do. I love my <laughs> children. They're the shit. They're hilarious. They're becoming amazing little humans but man it's it's a lot it gets in the way and that's a, a big reason why i started this podcast because i was going through i was going through the divorce at the time and i had the kids and i was in the navy reserve and i was working and i was going to school and i was like mm. fuck like i need i need i need to talk about this and i started going i saw a therapist and all that stuff and 
I thought, I can't be the only one out here who's busting his ass and forgetting who he is because he's taking care of everybody else except for himself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it just adds that, like a I whole just layer of, like, complexity oh, that you don't need. It, it really does. And, um, you know, like, kudos to those who can manage it all. I cannot imagine, like, the coordination and just the sheer responsibility well, one needs to have. That's why I got out of the Navy. Juggle. That's why I fully got out of the Navy, because I was like, man, I'm in the reserves. I'm about to be a single father. Like, I can't, I can't, like, yeah. I can't just go away for two weeks. I mean, I could, but, like, who am I going to leave him with? I'm in, I'm in Connecticut by myself, you know? Nobody yeah. here. My ex is here. Oh. But, like, oh. you know. My parents aren't here. My well, parents are in Texas. No, no grandparents. No, my parents are in Texas. Oh, what part? San Antonio. Damn. Oh, because that's what grandparents were made I for. Know. Is like taking care of the grandkids. Know, you which know, is big reason why I want to go back. It's like want to go be with my family and yeah. have my kids be close to my family and have an income tax free state to live in. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like. 12 or 13, um, no, I must have been like 10. My parents went to London and they just left me and my brother with the grandparents for like, I don't know, a couple weeks. And I had the best time. Like, grandparents are the best. They make the best sandwiches, the best hot chocolate. They let you watch cartoons all day. I mean, I was living pretty for that summer. I mean, I could do that. But But then I'd have to fly my kids to Texas so that I could fly across the I know. Oh, that's so hard. I wish you could like rent a grandma, you know. <laughs> so oddly enough, my old landlord. That's a idea, actually. My old landlord lives down the street from me, and she has the same last name as me. So it's yeah, really. It's, she's kind of like, she's kind of like grandmother by proxy, you know. Aww. She's actually the she was the emergency contact for my kids when they were <laughs> before I got divorced, just because she has the same last name. She could go pick them up from school, and it's not a problem. Right. Nobody would question it. Miss Howard. Oh, okay. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> well, I I wish for travel in your future. Thanks. You deserve. <laughs> everyone. I mean, not everyone deserves it, but you deserve it. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, so my my personal goal right now is I have to just keep pushing with this podcast and keep keep getting better and better and better. Um, I like to think I'm pretty decent at doing this. It's just about doing it more regularly. You know, and the hardest part for me is mm-hmm. my show is dependent on guests. So if I can't find somebody or somebody cancels last minute or it's like, fuck, like I did an AMA one week Ugh. because I didn't have a guest and I was oh, like, no. well, I have to, I have to be on. Did they <laughs> cancel know? on you? <clears throat> yeah. I've had somebody cancel before oh, no. I, or just like people, I can't find somebody to book. So I'm, that's why I was like, dude, if you have anybody that, you know, just send their name. I'll send names your way. I mean, I've already mentioned a few in the podcast that I think would be amazing to interview. I mean, they're just yeah. kicking ass and taking names. Exactly. I mean, Rochelle exactly. has her own uh, nonprofit organization that is amazing and it helps veterans. I mean, you should interview her. Yeah. So, See? Yeah. Find some more people. Uh, so, okay. So aside from just taking a chunk of time away, there's got to be something like you get frustrated, obviously through, throughout the week or throughout the month or by the hour, maybe like I get frustrated by the hour. Sometimes it's an hour and then two hours later I'm fine. But like, there has to be something like for me, obviously the, the podcast is something I do, but I only do that every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, 
daily though, I think what I'm doing now, not day, not necessarily daily, but there's always something in my house that needs to be fixed. And that's <laughs> kind of a meditation for me. Um, but also like woodworking, I'll get out in the garage and I'll make something. There you, know? you go. That's so cool. So is there, do you have anything uh, <laughs> that well, you do I, just to kind of like yeah. recenter yourself when something gets crazy and you're like, what? I, I, hold on a second. Well, it's not so much a daily thing, although I probably should, you know, incorporate. Well, everybody kind of should, but that's thing. life, right? But, um, you know, like I'll take some time to go to a movie. Um, or yeah. like I saw a double feature the other day on Saturday. I just spent the whole day watching movies. Sweet. And I saw, let's see, I saw the Black Widow movie. What was that? And I liked it. All right. I thought it was cool. Um, and I saw Old, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. So wait a minute. I've heard mixed reviews about this one. I've heard mixed reviews, too. <laughs> I liked it. You? I liked it. Did you really? I heard it was I like, did. it was like I, people were saying, I, like, if you just hang out at the beach, you're going to get old. And I'm like, well, you. I think I saw a meme. It was like, well, you kind of already do that. I posted that yesterday. If you go to the beach, you'll get old. Is that you that was supposed to get <laughs> Yeah, you got to wear SPF. Yeah. It's 100% true. SPF. No, but it was, I thought it was cool. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I just love films that have to do with time or time bending in any way. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. It was, it, it, it you know, was everything I expected. And so I would recommend going to see it, right. you know. Right. I thought it was cool. Maybe I'll do that, you know, when I have a fair evening. I'll go by myself, check out the movie. Go check it out. Yeah, it's PG-13. It's not like a super gory film, you know. I mean, I'll watch whatever. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, spending quality time uh, with loved ones and friends and going to out to eat. You know, I went to uh, this, like, Benihana-type place Sweet. the other day and just watching them cook food. Like, that was the best. I just love watching them. <laughs> so, so essentially like, just so essentially if you can just if you can just set aside whatever it is you're doing and and do something that takes your mind off of it essentially there's no specific like go-to task or go-to like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, uh strategy mm -hmm. it's just yeah there's no real strategy i mean sometimes i'll just like take a few minutes to cuddle with my cats you know like <laughs> and then take a selfie it, it can there's one over here. I just want to like scoop him up so bad, but he's like licking himself clean, and I'm like, "Well, oh, I might wait for you to be done." Let him, let him have his day. <laughs> let him have his moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think whatever a person decides to do for self care, as long as they're taking that time for self care, it's so important because I've been burned out before. I've experienced people, other people getting burned out, and you can just see that you know they, yeah. it's like their spirit starts to go away right. and and their work their work goes down yeah. like they're not as creative anymore they're they're just not yeah. as they don't want to work as hard they just get they do they get I, burnt out yeah i mean if you moved like to la for instance to do music yeah but you work at i don't know like a home depot for a living and you, you don't practice music because you're so burned out yeah. You know, you got to find that balance. Like, you got to take a job that allows you the time to be creative yeah. because otherwise, why are you here? Right, 100%. That's, <clears throat> that's yeah. an, actually part of the reason why, that's another reason why I got out of that active duty. <clears throat> As you know, when you're active duty, you, 
you work when they tell you to work. Like there's mm. no, there's no mm -hmm. set hours. There's no set schedule. There's always that threat <clears throat> looming over your head. That phone's mm -hmm. gonna ring. I'm gonna get a text message. I'm gonna have to fucking show up at work at three o'clock in the morning for something stupid. You know? Yeah. And be there all day. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> so like, yeah, that was another reason why I got out because now I have this job that is a set schedule, 40 hours a week. When I'm when mm -hmm. I hit 40 hours, I'm done. I don't. I don't think about work. I don't do, I don't, nothing. Right. And so I was like, perfect. Now, now that I have that and it's predictable and it's paying mm -hmm. the bills, now I can do the shit that I really want to do, which is like this. That's really important. Yeah. That, that consistency. But you're right. You, you have, have to that carve consistency it out. To, exactly. You got to make the time. Um, and I mean, similarly to you, that's one reason I got out of the Marines is at 10 years, yeah. people are like, well, why don't you just do 20 and retire? Yeah. Well, 10 years, you took a lot of shit. I took shit for getting out of eight. Retired, yeah, I would have been 39 starting over in a new industry in Los Angeles versus, you know, when I got out at 29. And I've had these years to, you know, develop my network and do some amazing projects and have experiences I never would have had if I had stayed in the military. So, yeah, yeah I just decided to follow my gut. Yeah, it was, I bet it was hard. It was hard for me after eight. People were like, oh, dude, you're like halfway there. Just fucking crank it out for the other, and you'll get that, you'll get that sweet, uh, you'll get that sweet retirement. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. By the time I'm retired, I joined when I was 27, 26, 27. So I would have been like 40, pushing 50, trying to find a new job, you know, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, I get people that got out of the Marine Corps after like, you know, 16 years, which is a little more insane that, yeah. than 10. But hey, if if you're called to do something else and, you know, you're not married to the idea of receiving a retirement um, pension, yeah. then, you know, the sky's the limit. I was I was OK with giving that up because I knew what I would be getting in return would be tenfold, you know, in experience, right. not just like monetarily, but experiences. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so how was it in the Marine Corps? Like, did you, <laughs> were you busy as fuck? And you were younger too, I so thought, it was like easier to just like, yeah, right? Yeah, deployment was, uh, it was challenging because we didn't get like a day off, of course. I mean, you don't have no days, days off. off. On Christmas, you're working 12, 16 hours a Oh, yeah, day. especially as a journalist, right? Yeah, yeah. We were constantly, you know, if I wasn't assigning stories to my junior Marines, I was out there on a convoy mission or, you know, taking a helo trip to a Ford operating base and covering a story on a bridge emplacement or then building a road or, you know, so constantly out and about. And uh, it definitely was busy out there. <laughs> Holy moly. What do you do? What do you do to decompress? Uh, honestly, when I would get back to the rear, I would just watch DVDs on my laptop in my, <laughs> in my rack. That's, what I did, and they were, you know, DVDs that I would purchase at a local bazaar that were bootleg, probably not necessarily originals. Yeah, <laughs> they were pirated DVDs, <laughs> and you know, they sell those over there. Do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, um, I would just watch a ton of movies, and you know, I uh, they had they had this uh, tent with uh, 
phones and computers, but it was a long wait and long line just to make a 20 minute phone call. Right. So I would do that as much as I could, but you know, it's frustrating waiting in line and just, you only get 20 minutes. I waited in line once and I overheard this Marine talking to his partner and they were basically breaking up over the oh. 20 minute. Call. Like apparently she was seeing someone else and it was just this dramatic conversation he was having in this room full of Marines. Oh. I was like, bud, that is, that is rough. I'm sorry. That's brutal. That's brutal, you know, like, I mean, suck. I mean, when you think about it, though, how else was she going to do it? Yeah, I mean, it's good that she did it over the right? phone Could and have not been an like, email. Dear, dear John Litter, like, hey, I'm going out with Jody now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking Jody, man. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was rough, but, you know, we made it through and definitely teaches you a lot about what you're made of. And it really gives you a perspective on you know, the things that you take for granted in everyday life, like hot showers, for instance, oh. and being able to like text your loved ones. You can't have a cell phone over there. Yeah. So just being able to communicate with loved ones. How many ones deployments you did you walk. do? Just one, just one to Afghanistan for one year. For a whole mm -hmm. year? Yeah, it was, that was a rough year, but uh, you know, uh. yeah. Ooh. Uh, so yeah. Um, I'm glad I did it. Um, I, I had definitely been wanting to deploy because at that point I had been in for eight years and I had never been at a deployable duty station until I got to Camp Pendleton, California. Kind of a badge of honor. So, yeah, I, got to. I was really ready to go to deploy and I'm glad I did it. You know, it makes me feel like a more well-rounded veteran. You know, yeah. I mean, everyone's service is valid. It doesn't matter if you did or didn't deploy, but I'm glad I did personally. I definitely did deploy. That's cool. That, that changed your <laughs> outlook on me? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no. I was not a typical hey, Navy person. Like, I did not... You served your country. That's yeah, cool. I didn't do... I did not get assigned to a ship. <clears throat> mm -hmm. In fact, as soon, almost as soon as I was out of boot camp, they switched me out of the blue camo, and they put me in green camo, and they sent me really? to Ohio. Because um, Ohio. Because Toledo, that's mm -hmm. where I was. I was working at a NOSC in Toledo. Yeah. Well, not I wasn't technically at a NOSC. It was we shared the same building. I was at a Maritime Expeditionary Security Squadron. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they I showed up and they gave me they gave me type the they gave me uh, woodlands and they were like here you go this is your uniform now and I was like what and then <laughs> and then, uh, and then I got stationed in Newport, Rhode Island, um, mm -hmm. with the same type of command. And we switched over to the Type 3, which is what the Navy's wearing now. And uh, yeah. then they merged us with the Riverines. <clears throat> and then they sent me down here to Connecticut to make sure that submarines can come and go without getting fucked mm. with. That's it. Oh, shit. That's it. That's cool, though. I mean, like I said, I was eight years before I even had the opportunity to. I mean, the first three years were editing a newspaper at Paris Island, South Carolina. You know, you can't really deploy from there. Um, and Washington DC for two years, Sick. that's not deployable, Sick though. which was, it was cool. Yeah. Washington DC was cool. And, uh, Syracuse, New York, they sent me to this, uh, journalism program at Syracuse university for one year while I was on active duty. And they paid for that shit. They paid for it. And I got to wear civvies every day because I was going to class every day. What? 
It was awesome. I earned 30 college credits. It's really where I gained my appreciation for continued education. Oh. So when I got out, I decided like, let's, let's, let's finish this degree. Use that GI Bill. Yep. Use the GI Bill. And then finally Camp Pendleton, of course, was my last duty station. Um, so I'm really grateful. I got to extend my contract by two years because without that extension, I wouldn't have been able to deploy. God. Oh yeah. And without yeah. the extension. Had you not extended, you would have had to, to done two years in the reserves. Yeah, because Syracuse, Syracuse University, you had to have three years left on your contract in order to go to that school because they didn't want people going, graduating, and then getting right out of the military. Right, right. Which is like, it's that's smart. Yeah. You know, you, you should have a little insurance policy. Yep. So I, uh, yeah, I extended for two years and uh, that the ninth, the eighth year when I got to deploy. So. Oh and you know what? This is another thing that I, th I think a lot of people don't talk about, especially, well, maybe maybe not a lot of people talk, they don't talk about it, but a lot of people don't know or realize that the military teaches you a lot. People talk shit about the military, but man, it, in, in a lot of ways, if you're paying attention, if you're in and you're paying attention, they'll teach you how to grow up. Absolutely. You learn so many intangible skills. You, I mean, you, you meet a, a, a even a, a PFC, you know, in charge of, you know, uh, I don't know, a unit, but they have so much responsibility at age 18 and 19 yeah. than most 19 year olds have yeah. who are just going into college or taking a gap year or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would put my life in the hands of the right PFC with the right experience and the right leadership skills. Tell me about it. Dude, I showed up at my, yeah. my last command here in Connecticut. And like I said, small boat, 34 feet long, lots of firepower. Which is mm -hmm. so fun. But like we had four to five-ish people on each boat, four to five person boat teams. And um, you, would, you would show up at the command, you'd get all your qualifications. And one of the, the, higher, one of the higher qualifications was coxswain. And, um, mm -hmm. which is the guy who essentially is in charge of the boat. And yeah. we had E5s that were Cox and qualified that had weapons, weapons release authority. E5s. Are you serious? Yeah, E5s. Wow. E5s. Okay. part of the qualification. Like we have to, they have to have that, they have to be able to make that decision. And if they get the qualifications and they pass all the boards and they talk mm -hmm. to the skipper and he gives them the A-OK, -okay, the stamp of approval, you've got a 26 year old E5 who's able to tell mm -hmm. you to pull that trigger. Like, holy shit. You know? I mean, yeah, we place a lot of trust and confidence in our non-commissioned officers. And I mean, I place a lot of trust in corporals and sergeants. I mean, the sergeant rank, I mean, it's like the most coveted rank in the Marine Corps, aside from maybe gunnery sergeant. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I hit sergeant, I was very, very, very proud. You were like, <sighs> um, Yeah. <laughs> It was proud, yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, it, it, you work really hard to to attain that rank. So, yeah, it, it, like it means something. Yeah. Well, and my point is, like, that's I think I've I've met a lot of people who are they they think about the military as like kind of a, well, I got nothing else to do, I might as well go do this thing, and it'll pay the bills, and which is true. But if you're there and you pay attention and you work hard, you'll realize that they're going to teach you a lot of really good life skills. <laughs> that you're not going to get anywhere else and you're going to get out and you're going to go, man, so many people are shitbags. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, even little stuff like showing up 15 minutes prior to something, <laughs> I mean, showing up on time, 
you'd be surprised at, you know how many people just don't show up you know they, they show up whenever they feel like it and it's like this is not okay guys like, i still <laughs> don't call in up. sick i don't call in sick to work there is no calling in sick yeah what's that well, you should, you know, utilize self-care when needed. I know. But my um, coworkers are like, dude, this isn't the Navy. You can, you have paid time off. You can use it. I'm like, that doesn't feel, call out. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. Um, of course, the discipline. You, like when I, I've done films with all veteran crews, uh, film oh, crews. Amazing. And, Probably so uh, efficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it was so efficient. We had this twenty. It was like a twenty-four hour, or was it a forty-eight hour? It was a 48-hour uh, competition where we had to write, shoot, and edit a short film in 48 hours. So I had an all-veteran crew, all-veteran cast. So we had, I don't know, 20 people involved. And, you know, it was like clockwork. We had, we, we, we filmed, yeah, we filmed, you know, from dark darkness to sunrise. And then we spent the time editing and then we got it done on time. And it turned out really well. And I, I just know that what I'm getting when I'm working with veterans. Of course, I've worked with some very talented civilians as well, like credit where credit is right. due. But there's just something about, you know, when someone says, oh, I, you know, I was I was in the military. I'm like, oh, OK. So I know in my head they've got those intangible skills that I'm looking for yeah. in a crew member. Yeah, there's probably like a 70 to 75 percent chance that they're not a ship back. Right. Right, because there are. There's, I mean, there's always that ten percent. There's some shitty yeah. military folks out there. There's some shitty vets. There are, and usually the reputation precedes yeah. them. So I would work with them. I actually have a, li a list of people to never work with. <laughs> I won't go over the names for slander. You were reasons, talking about lists. But, you know, you were talking about lists earlier. For legal reasons, I will not say their names. I was names. like, that makes sense. If you, if but I have a literal list, and I take it very seriously. Like, yeah, if I hear you screwing over people, or you're just not representing veterans well i won't work with that's you. good that's smart yeah because i mean it's yeah. about reputations right it's about who you know and it's about reputation right it's really important um and one of the things that i learned when i moved here in 2014 i didn't know a soul and wow. i by yourself got connected yeah i i moved here you know by myself um i was in my last semester of college at ut austin okay. and they had the semester in los angeles program so i was out here for my last semester, I was interning and, you know, I got my first job post film school out here and I didn't know any veterans. I didn't know anybody really. Um, and so I got connected with this group called Veterans in Media and Entertainment cool. or VME. And it's just all veterans who work in the industry. They work in film and television and gaming, whatever you name it. Um, so I got connected with this group and they're the ones who helped me on my very first short film, cool. um, which was mostly veterans on that film. That particular film was mostly veterans yeah. and they were so gracious to help this total stranger. They didn't even know. And that film ended up getting top 10 out of 500 entries because, and I know it's because I had such amazing, you know, a uh, veteran crew supporting right. me and we had amazing actors as well. That's incredible. Um, yeah. Like pretty much out of so the gate, really you show up, you make some friends at this veteran community, and then it's just like yeah. start making start making waves. Yeah, and veterans really love helping other veterans. And that's something I learned too is, you know, I've just been very fortunate to cultivate this this network of 
you know, veterans out here and through VME as well as other nonprofits like Pinups for Vets, like Merging Vets and Players, yeah. uh, which is another nonprofit, just been able to connect with people and, you know, we help each other out. If, if I need a sound mixer, I know I can go to that group and be like, hey, who's a sound mixer? And, <laughs> you know, we can, I can work with another veteran. And that's fantastic. It's great. I yeah. I love it. Highly recommend. Wait a minute. So you did, is this the same group? I'm pretty sure I saw you with some credits on, oh man, what was that, that veteran news site? We Are the Mighty? Did you do that? Oh yeah, We Are the Mighty. They're great. Yeah. Um, I, I did some Today in Military History pieces for them a few years ago. So cool. But yeah, they're, they're a lot of veterans too. They're mostly veteran, I think. Um, but they're great. And uh, Coffee or Die magazine. You worked with um, Coffee or Die? Yeah, I was very fortunate to go to MOS school with a senior editor, Ethan Rocky. And he's, yeah, he's yeah, okay. very, very talented. He just wrote this great piece um, about um, the next Medal of Honor recipient. Oh, yeah, I saw that article. That was good. Let me remind me later. Sorry. My, my computer was like, let me scan something. And I'm like, no, no not right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting how people I met in MOS school 20 years ago, I'm still connected with. And thankfully, you know, through social media, um, thank, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done if we didn't have like Facebook and Instagram, oh God, I, know. I, I wouldn't be able to stay connected with all these people. No, there's no way. I mean, and they've all done such amazing things in their careers. It's really lovely to watch. My God, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, my dad keeps telling me he's like, you need to move home. Because yeah, really, Black, yeah, Black Rifle's based out of there. He's like, just find something to do with yeah. Black Rifle Coffee. I would love yeah. to do that. <laughs> if you need a connection, let me I'd know. Do that. I don't know what I would do for them, but hey, I could try. I could write I some policies. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's write some policies. Hey, Hayford, I mean, maybe me they up. need a policy writer. <laughs> I'm sure your resume would be quite impressive. Wink, wink. Wink. I hope. Wink. I, that would be, yeah, that would be. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. What else? Yeah. What else we got? You got anything? Uh, got anything for well, me? my cat is eating food right in front of me. I kind of want to steal him, but. Steal him. Do it. He's cute. Okay, hold on. Hold on now. <laughs> okay, this is Louie. <laughs> oh, yes, I know Louie. Interrupted his dinner, but only for a minute I, because he's so. He cute. looks more floofy on video. He looks like I'm like he's gonna murder you in your he sleep, really but does. he's. I swear he's very cuddly and sweet. Oh he just has these like murderous eyes. Those eyes are enthralling. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is Louie. <laughs> okay, I'll let him go now. <laughs> Man, all right. What's next? What else? What is? What do you have coming up? Uh, okay, so things that you can talk on, about. Oh, this this past Sunday, I was fortunate enough to be involved in a feature film as a day player, which is basically like a I'm on for one day as a small role, and then that's it. Talking, but it was in a feature. Lines? Yeah, had a couple lines. That means you get a your couple. SAG card, right? Actually, um, I am eligible to join the union. Um, I haven't joined yet. Because, I mean, there's a whole list of reasons. Um, a lot of commercials now are being shot 
um, non-union with non-union talent. How do they do that? Um, I thought that was like a rule. You have to do it that way. No. Um, so you can shoot uh, non-union talent uh, or a commercial. And a lot of commercials now are being shot non-union. So I'm staying non-union, but I am eligible to join. So if there is a project and it's it's one of those where I have to join the union, then I can. Sweet. But um, I'm still building up my credits. So I'm in no rush to join at this moment. You got to pay dues too, don't you? Yeah, so when you join, the initiation fee is $3,000. And then every year, the dues are based on what you make in that calendar year. So <laughs> it could be a few hundred dollars, it could be a few thousand, but yeah. And if you're it's Brad Pitt, cheap. it's probably a couple mil. Yeah, well, I think there's a cap, actually. I think there's a cap on it. Or they might just be like, you're Brad Pitt. If you pay a couple mil in dues. They're like, but, you're Brad Pitt, we're not going to take your card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they want to take his card. He's probably um, dink on all his his dues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have a friend who I went to acting school with, who I uh, I work with on different projects. Uh, his name is Alejandro Lopez, and I call him Alex for short. And Does he like uh, it? He's Does helping. he allow you to call him Alex, or are you the only? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his preference. That's his preference. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he and I are going to be working uh, on this horror film together. Okay. And so I'm hoping we find a really cool horror script. Um, it would be nice to go into production around Halloween so we could use all of the, uh, you know, Halloween decorations that are already up. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. It'll, <laughs> it'll work out. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I have to do, I have to tell myself a lot when I get stressed. I have to remember, like, okay, shit's going to happen when it happens, and I can't force things to happen when they don't want to happen. Calms me down. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It really is true. I'll tell you, that's one of the good things about, <laughs> about having kids, is that they force you, they force you to calm your shit. Because I'm not going to take it out. I mean, I, I can't take it out on my kids. I can only imagine. I only have cats, so... <laughs> yeah. Like you, just pretend you're, I mean, you probably already do, right? Your cats are your kids. You can't take your shit out on your cats. Oh, they, yeah, they are my children. I mean, I, they're, they're my babies. Yeah. Now my, I don't have an Instagram account for my kids, so. <laughs> but do you have cats? I do not. I, I, so <laughs> I had two cats when my ex was still living here and she mm -hmm. did take them with her. When she left, which was, oh. I was okay with that. Because <laughs> I didn't grow up with cats. So, yeah. I mean, I liked the cats, and we got along, and everything was fine. But for some reason, it's easier for me to walk a dog than it is to remember to clean a cat box. Is that crazy? Um, it is, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, <thought> it was. <laughs> I, I dog sat once for a friend of mine, and uh, it was a very cute dog, like a tiny thing. And he gave me this special uh, type of dog food that was like a, almost like a pate consistency. And apparently the dog food that he gave me was like spoiled or something. And the dog spent two days like, you know, shitting on my floor. And like, I was like, why, why is this dog like, I mean, I'm, I'm walking the dog every few hours. Like, you know, he told me to, 
Like, why is he sick? You know, what is happening? I thought he just had the runs. And I guess, you know, when he came to pick him up, he's like, oh, I guess the food was bad. Sorry. I'm like, great. So I was feeding your dog like poison. Everything. Like, I felt so bad. What? But that never happens to my cats. Um, they eat, you know, their food. And, you know, of course, Louie has like a hairball, you know, once a month. But I mean, look at him. How could he not? He's a long-haired yeah. cat. So, yeah, the litter box is so easy. Is um, How many litter boxes do you have, just, though? You got like two, right? I have one. You only have one? They share. I yeah. had two. I had to have two of them. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, two cats. Yeah, no, they share. Wow, that's even better. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Couldn't do it. I like cats. If somebody, if, if I had somebody living here with me and they 100% took care of my cats, that'd be fine. I just, I'm, for some reason, I suck at it. I'm, I'm much more like, oh, four o'clock, let's go for a walk. You know, like for some reason, that's way easier for me than being like, oh shit, there's a, there's a box over there that has poop in it. I got to go clean that. I am definitely open to having a dog at one point in the future. Dogs are the shit. They're cool. I wouldn't want to have it. Like if I were, I don't know, like married and he wanted to get a dog, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I'll I think allow it'd it. be really cute. I think it'd be really cute to have like the cats and the dog, you know, and snuggling. <laughs> I'll post that to the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one. Okay. I have to bring up this Instagram Good. account called Henry, the Colorado dog. Henry. And it's this dog and this cat that they go on adventures together outdoors, like hikes and what? stuff. And they have the cutest photos of them just snuggling. What kind of dog is and it? And it's just, oh God, what kind of dog? Is I don't it a big know. Dog? It is a big I dog. Like big yeah. Dog. I'm a big it's dog. Henry, dog. the Colorado dog. Here, it's a. So there are two rescues exploring, following their noses and running free. Um, it doesn't say what kind of dog it is, though. Instagram. I don't know, but it's super cute. Henry. It's super cute. But they're in Colorado, yeah. Henry. I mean, I, you can't really see, but like, look at this. Look, look how cute this oh is. My gosh. Is this not like the most adorable thing you've ever wait, seen? Wait, wait, wait. What are they called again? Henry. Henry the Colorado dog. Oh wow! I just typed in Henry, and they are yeah, the third. It's, it's Henry Cavill. They have two point one million followers. Jesus Christ. And they're just the cutest thing. They have oh they have a nonprofit the Henry and Baloo Foundation how cute of course they do but they just post the cutest they things an and I would just like, love not that I would ever have cats outdoors but you know to have some snuggly dog and cat photos oh would be cute oh <laughs> you're gonna spend like all night going through their look at this feed. one with the it's rainbow so yeah holy shit I know oh wow with the tongue oh yeah for for the viewers you out there me. look <laughs> this is like art. This is art. <laughs> got me. All right. Done. Follow. Anyway. Yeah, they're I know. <laughs> they got a blue like check. I want a fucking blue check. Instagram. A couple of animals got a blue check. <laughs> they got it. They're they're verified. I can't even get verified. Do you need like how many followers do you need? Oh know. wait. I don't I think don't... there's an actual rule. I think I looked this up once. I think you have to have you have to be in danger of being like a uh, uh, you know, like people pretending to be you. Oh, so me, basically. Yeah, which I know. <laughs> I was like, you always are posting those things of oh people fucking God. faking your shit. That's got to be fucking. I, How do you find out about that, by the way? People just tell you. So, I first noticed it. I I think I 
someone sent me a fake account and they said, hey, um, this person is pretending to be you, I'm pretty sure, unless you are currently in Syria and there's something wrong with your family and you need money. Yes. I'm like, no, I'm not in Syria and I don't need money. <laughs> so I looked at the account and then I looked for, I, I just do a search of my last name yeah. and I find a fake account at least once, if not twice a week. I have 90 accounts, fake accounts. Wow. Well, I found one today. I found one today that I posted and um, her, she goes by the name Kelly Brofer, but they put the same bio, like the same Instagram bio, like Marine Corps veteran, filmmaker, cat mom. And they, it's like, why? Did they link to, to the cat's page why? too? Um, sometimes they'll put, I mean, they put like cat mom on there. They don't have a link to the Wally and Louie page, but. Yeah, so I have people coming to me saying, hey, there's a person on Facebook dating named Stacy who says that, you know, who's using your photos and they're pretending to be you and they'll send me screenshots and I'm like, what? I'm not even on a dating profile, first of all, and I'm not named Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this other one from like Austin, Texas, and it's like going by the name Monica. You should just hit up I, Instagram and be like, hey, how do I? I mean, I, I, I report the accounts. They do nothing. I say they're pretending to be me. They do nothing. I, so I just block the accounts because if they can't get new content, then at least they can't add to their Oh, uh, well, I mean, they can easily they, just create a new one. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. they do. And they do. And that's why I do a search myself like every week to see if there's a new catfish out there pretending wow. to be me that's a whole other problem. like how do you even you're probably used to it by now you're probably just like oh another one here we just fucking i mean i'm used to it now when it first started happening i was like what is happening there were so many and facebook doesn't do anything you you type in my name and there's like a dozen oh, yeah. facebook fake doesn't me, so. they don't care at all because it doesn't go against the community guidelines what was that nice? which it really does because they're catfishing people out of money. Yeah, usually. And scam. yeah, usually. It's not right. So, I mean, I'm a little more entertained when they use my name and my bio, but they change the photo. What? Like, apparently, this Kelly Brofer is like an Asian woman, but like, it's obviously not, you know, it's like a fake person. It's a fake Kelly Brofer. But like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> But most of the time, they just straight up steal the photos that are mine, and then you know. That's got to be. I mean, yeah. Hey, you know what though? That's how you know. That's how you know you're making it. You're doing something. Nobody's tr <laughs> nobody's stealing I my guess. shit. They don't care. <laughs> you, that's a blessing. That's a blessing in disguise, though. I I wouldn't wish that no. on anyone. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And then I feel bad because the people think that they're talking to this real person and then they find the, my real yeah. account to warn yeah. me. And then, you know, most of the time, you know, they're just like, you know, just wanted to let you know there's this person out there. And then sometimes they try to continue the conversation like, oh, I'm glad I found the real person. I'm like, no. And then I, <laughs> thanks, thanks, have a good day. You know, and then I never nice try, buddy. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not interested, buddy. But thank you for letting You're me like, know. You're like, where are you at? Fucking um, Nebraska? No. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Or people just DM with like, you know, just the word "hi." That doesn't work. You have to say something. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But they think it does. Like, I don't know. 
like whose standards are so low that they would have responded just a high. I'm pretty sure I sent you a whole but paragraph. They're out there, I hey, guess. Uh, here's this <laughs> thing. I really want you to do it. I think this would be awesome. Like, it was probably a whole paragraph. Also, because I write yeah, for a living. And it worked, obviously, because, like, it, it was in my request, and I was like, oh, this seems, this seems cool. Like, I like doing podcast interviews, and and I like connecting with fellow veterans, and, you know, I like bacon. <laughs> How many of these things have you done? I just like idle more than just How bacon. many times have you been on a podcast <laughs> that's not yours? That's not mine? Uh, maybe, like, a really? dozen. Not that much, actually, yeah. Um, my first one was last year during the pandemic, and it was, I think, a Navy veteran oh, wow. as well. That was my first podcast. And, I mean, yeah, I don't do them that often, um, other podcasts. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if someone asks me to do it and I have the time, of course oh, I'll do yeah. it. How many times have you done it live, <laughs> though? Oh, huh? This is the first time you're live. By the way, Ooh, um, we only have, like, three viewers right now. So, hey. <laughs> Hi, three viewers. <laughs> well, I think... At least one of them is my mom. Hi, mom. Uh, hi, Mrs. Howard. <laughs> in Texas. David, David she's been talking to herself. I can't remember if I've done one live before. I think they've mostly been pre-recorded. Maybe, maybe one other time, but I, uh, it's a little. So, I don't remember. It's been so long. I didn't. So I didn't always do this live. I, in fact, the first, I think it's like ten or eleven episodes is just me talking to myself. Yeah, really. Because I was. I was in the middle of like all that divorce shit. Like I had to, I was just like, oh, I was like, I gotta figure some stuff out. Oh God. And so, when was your divorce? Huh? When was this your was divorce? 2018. Okay. 19? Okay. Was it 19? I think it was 19. I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible with time. I can tell you when mine was. Mine was 2013. Wow. And how long were you married though? I was married for three years, and I was, we met on a plane, and we eloped to Vegas three months later. Yeah. Mine was pretty uh, similar. It was fast. It wasn't quite that fast, Yeah, but it was almost as fast. We were married, I want to say nine months after we met, something like that. Okay. But we immediately started a family, and then I was like, I should, I should probably, because I was DJing at the time. Wow. Yeah, I was I was playing in a band and I was working at playing in a band. I was DJing. I was working at Starbucks and I was working at Guitar Center. <laughs> oh yeah. Then, and uh, and I think I was teaching too. For a while, I was teaching a little bit too, teaching drums, and uh, mm -hmm. I was like, man. So the 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 pan not the pandemic the 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 market housing market bubble thing happened, and gas prices yep. shot up, and Fucking Guitar Center was like, you're not selling enough stuff. We have to let you go. And then Starbucks was like, we got to make oh. some cuts. We're going to let you go. And I was like, so all oh. I had left was DJing. Because, you know, you're playing oh, no. in a band. You're not making any money. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, all I had left was DJing. And I was like, man, we wanted to start a family. So I was like, all right, I'll just join the military. Because I know I'd avoided it for a long time. Because my, my dad was in the Air Force. He did like 22, mom, correct me, 22, 23 years. And um, I always knew, it was in my back pocket. It was like, okay, if I know that I'm not doing anything creatively and I need something stable, I can always enlist and I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I enlisted. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we had a family pretty quick. We were married for like nine years. 
Wow. That's, you know, that's, that's commendable. That's longer than most Hollywood marriages. It should have been a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah. Mine too. Yeah. But yeah, Dude, it is we did it a is. whole podcast on it. I don't think any of it's posted anymore, but like her and I had a podcast for a while about like how we were doing and cause she has a, wow. she's had very different life than I had. Uh, I had a very, very stable childhood. 23. Mom says 23 years. <laughs> My dad was 23 years. Um, but yeah, her and I had very different childhoods. So that was part of the podcast. It was like her talking about how she's dealing with her shit and like how I was dealing with her dealing with her shit. It was a pretty neat concept for, for a, a podcast. But once the marriage started wow. failing, it was like she, it was it got increasingly more difficult to record episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I can't imagine. And I was like, I really like. Doing I can't this. imagine doing a podcast with a, a partner who, you know, if if the relationship is dissolving. Yeah, we did. I think, I think we did like two or three episodes as the shit was going down. It's it's kind of cool. I don't know if they're posted anymore, but it's actually it's actually pretty awesome. Like you can hear this progression, yeah. and then the last couple of episodes, it's like my friends were like, "Dude, what the fuck." Like, what like is wow, my mom couldn't listen to like the second to last. She was like, I can't listen. I was like, I, I don't blame her. So, but yeah, oh we ended up divorcing, and I was like, I need to do, I like doing this podcasting thing. So I'm going to keep doing it. And so I started this one. So the first like 11, 10 or 11 episodes are like me talking to myself. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's and I was, cool. I stopped, I was intermittent with it. And I thought, okay, what can I do to make myself be more uh, consistent? And I thought, well, if I have mm -hmm. guests on, that'll kind of hold my feet to the fire. And I was like, oh, if I do it live, then hopefully people will start to expect me on a certain time frame and it'll even more hold yeah. my feet to the fire. So that's the only reason why I do it live. Long story short. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, consistency is key for sure. I mean, if people expect us at a certain time every week, then that's really good for building so wait, an you guys audience. Do what, so kudos to you, you do, for that. You guys do TikTok. Uh, what you release them once a week we release them once a week we record you know twice a month usually oh, wow. and this next iteration of episode recording amanda and i um are going to be doing four episodes in one day so we have three guests and four episodes so that should be are a they stretch. Are going to be in-house guests and or are they going to do a, a Zoom Skype thing? And they're going to be in-house. They're all coming. They're all in the LA nice. area. They're our friends. And yeah, so it's going to be a stretch, um, but that'll cover us for the whole month of August. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Dude, had I had the budget, I would have flown you out to sunny Connecticut. <laughs> uh, I know, right? I don't think, have, I think I've been to Connecticut not, once. Oh have I? God. No, I don't think I've been to Pfizer. Connecticut. Pfizer's down the street from me. Oh, oh. all right. Well, uh, I've got that in my in my arms. So. That's what I got, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible, joke. Terrible joke. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, LA's a grind. Um, but it, it keeps me busy, and I enjoy it. And, you know, it really makes me appreciate when I do get time off. So, um you know, I only get to visit Texas and my family like once a year. So I went home in 2019 last for Christmas. Wow. 
weeks. It was amazing. Has the pandy has the pandy affected you a lot other than working from home? That's pretty much it. I mean, it was weird. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was 2019 when I finally, like, when the ink was finally dried on the divorce. It was it was 2019, and um, mm-hmm. funny enough, like the, the it did affect me in a weird way because like throughout the entire divorce for like a whole year, the kids lived with me because my ex mm-hmm. didn't have a place of her own essentially, and that mm-hmm. was part of the agreement was that she needed to have her own place so that the kids could have their own rooms. Yeah. You know, that way she's not having to share with roommates and all that stuff. Right. So they live with me for a whole year. And right right when she finally got her own place that she could actually take the kids overnight, uh, <laughs> the pandemic lockdown started like the day after. Oh, <laughs> so like that whole year, that whole year of my, my, my newly found freedom, I was with the kids every single night. I didn't really go out because I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay a sitter. Like, I'm just going to hang out with the kids. And then, like, right as soon as they were able to go somewhere else for the evening, pandemic, and we were all locked down. That's rough. Yeah, it, was, it was rough. rough. So are things uh, still closed down over there, or are they opened up? What's the situation? Uh, it's pretty opened up, actually. Really? Yeah. In fact, they're going to make me start going back to the office soon, in a couple <gasps> of weeks. Which oh, R.I.P. Sucks, man. Like, I don't get it. Like... That's- I'm, I've been doing my job 100% from this desk with no problems. I can do conference calls. I don't need to be yeah. in the office. Not at all. Why do they need you in the office? I don't know. If, if you could do the job remotely, why do you need to go in? I don't, know. I don't get it. This argument. The problem is the company I work for is a lot, a lot of veterans. Okay. And you know how the military works. I think you actually posted something about it today. If it makes <laughs> sense, right? We don't do that here. We don't do that. Here. We don't do that here. If it makes sense, we don't do that no, here. We don't do that. So yeah, most of the people that I work with and for are better. So it's like, yeah. that's how the company operates. Yeah, I guess. Ugh. Well, it's well, awesome. enjoy your last two weeks of freedom, uh-huh. I guess, before you go in and you're shackled to a desk once more. It's well, uh, another desk. <laughs> This desk is amazing. I have a nice big window right? right here. My back door, my backyard's right there. The bathroom's right there. The kitchen's right through there. <sighs> my chair's There's more no comfortable. office drama when you work from home. You don't have to worry about awkward, you know, water cooler talk. Like, how did you see that big game? Like, I don't care, Phil, I don't about care. the game. I don't watch I don't any games. I don't want to small talk with you. No. don't care. I don't like you. I want to go home. <laughs> The problem is I live down the street too, so I usually walk home for lunch. Oh, you could? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice that you're within walking. Yeah. I barely have to drive. But like, oh man, yeah. It's so, it's rough. It's so stupid. Like I can in fact you can you can make the argument you got me on a thing now. You can make the argument that my whole department is has been way more efficient from home than we were in the office. Because now we're not fucking yeah. turning around in our chairs being like, Hey, how was your weekend? Like we're not doing any of that. Exactly. Shit. You're just focused on your job. Yeah, clicking away, making shit happen. It's a beautiful thing. Fuck. I mean, what do we know, right? I don't know anything. I don't run a company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an officer. I don't know anything. I work for a living. <laughs> how is that? So you got you got a com- did you wait? So how does that work? Did you get a like a like a legit commission? Since it's this California thing, or 
I did. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a little interesting because I'm not used to being saluted or called ma'am yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's cool. I have a great uh, team I work with. Oh, and you're going to say, I have a great salute, which you no. probably do because you <laughs> well, were in the stitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, we have a great team. Uh, we work in the strategic communications office. So, yeah, we put out these stories of the California State Guard, and it's a lot of fun. That must have been a fantastic day when you did the when It you did was the great. It was great. It's something I never envisioned for myself. I mean, when I was on active duty in the Marines, I was always told, oh, you should go officer, you should go officer. But I just knew, you know, especially after eight years, I mean, going into 10 years, I knew at the eight year mark that I wanted to get out. Yeah. And I started putting, you know, things into place to, you know. Well, they would have made you commit school. too for, uh, it, it's yeah. a lot of years, isn't it? Like once you go from office or enlisted to officer, uh -huh. they make you commit for a while. It's a few years and I just, it wasn't. I, it wasn't my calling. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to do something just because other people told me I should. Right. right. You know, I want to do something that I feel called to do. Well, it's a whole different, and, it's a whole different job uh, too. Once you cross over, it's a yeah. whole other ball of wax. You know, you don't get to do, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been an officer, but it seems like you don't get to do the cool stuff that you used to do when you were enlisted. You know? Well, even on the enlisted side, I saw, because I was starting to ascend the ranks, right. I was a staff sergeant when I got right. out. And even at that point, I saw my future for the next 10 years if I decided to stay in as being going into meetings and mm. delegating versus going out and shooting the story myself and interviewing people and yeah. like, you know, doing the thing. Yeah. I didn't want to be that person in the office assigning stories right. for 10 years and being this salty master guns or whatever, you know, oh. like I, I wanted to be the person, the boot on the ground gathering the story. Yeah. And, you know, then I, then I, when I was actually deployed is when I, I saw myself becoming a film producer cool. because, you know, they really taught me how to, become a one-man band, so to speak. I learned how to shoot everything myself, write, edit, you know, basically produce. Well, and So I really have them to thank for helping me get on this path. Yeah. And going to film school, I was that much more prepared. And I've definitely carried a lot of those lessons from the core into my career right now. And project management, I bet, too. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. You got deadlines, you got timelines, you got... A lot of what we like to say in the military, moving parts. <laughs> right? yeah. A lot of fucking moving parts. That's great. <laughs> I feel like you should be holding a coffee cup. Yeah. You know, like a lot of moving parts here, my... you know. <laughs> Fellas, we got a lot We're of... going to need you to come in on got a lot Saturday. Of moving parts. I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off what the XO said. Yeah. Piggyback. Oh, God. <laughs> Safety stand down. We're going to talk about alcohol. Oh, Don't get a DUI. Those were the worst. I mean, of course, they're, like, necessary, but there's got to be a better way to do them, you know? Yeah, there has to be. I, I remember that there was one moment when I was in active duty, and we were, I should, I mean, we're going to wrap soon because I know you got to go. There was one, <laughs> there was one moment that I, I knew this was not, I was not a lifer. And here I was, pretty fresh E6, and I'm sitting in a meeting, 
like a, you know, like an all hands kind of thing. And there's another guy who's an E6. He's been in for like 19 years. And he's like, he's, he's old too. He like, he joined late too. So he was like 40 something, 45. I say old, but come on. <laughs> old for the military. And, uh, the military is yeah. I'm like, this dude's been on for like most of his adult life. And we're sitting there and he's being like, we're all being lectured on not drinking and driving and, you know, all the sexual harassment thing, like all the stuff you get, like how to cook a turkey and make sure you don't burn your house down and make sure you put sunblock on when you go swimming, like all the stupid yeah. shit you get. Common sense shit. Common sense shit. <laughs> and I look over at this guy and I'm like, this man is 40 something years old and you're, you're treating him like he's, he's 19. And I was like, this is not for me. I can't do this. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Like how, like I would feel, yeah. maybe this is just my ego, but I would definitely feel a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gone. The word's gone. <laughs> Diminished. Maybe There's, be yeah. like, like patronized. There's always, but you know, there's always a reason why, and it's because someone ruined it for everybody. I know, and that's what. It, there's always someone who did, had a DUI. That's where I went next. I was like, you know what? Some of these fucks need this. <laughs> there was someone who didn't wear sunscreen at the beach and got like second degree burns or something. Like yep. there was someone who ruined it for everybody. Yep. He was 48 years old, and he was an E8. He was, you know, that was it. Operational risk management, oh. or ORM, for short. You got to think about these things, Patrick. When's the last time you, you got? Think about when's the last time you got shipmated? Do you guys shipmate in the in the in the Marine Corps? No, no, no. We uh, we devil dog. We devil, devil dog. dog. Like, hey, devil dog. Is that a good thing though? <laughs> I'm like, oh, did I fuck up? I fucked up. If someone calls me devil oh, dog. Oh, so it is. It's the same as shipmate. That's the equivalent of shipmate. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to get shipmated. Yeah. Like, oh, God. shipmate. Oh, fuck. Oof. Uh, that just that just gives you like an icky feeling inside. You and know? it's weird too because when I got out, I would meet people who are Navy veterans. They would call each other shipmate. I'm like, you, you uh, Ooh, why are you doing really? that? You know better. What are you? What is wrong with you? No. If I ever said devil dog, it would be ironically like, hey, devil dog. You know, like yeah, it wouldn't be like shipmate. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, uh, so next time you go and you and you're with the guard, you have to knife hand somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got the. You got to use. They got to put that officer knife, knife hand to work. Got it down. All right. Uh, yeah. Plug your things. <laughs> plug all the things right now. This is your chance on my. Seven, okay. So you can my check 700 out, person uh, platform. All right. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer Brofer, and it's got links to all of my podcasts. Um, my production company is Right Face Productions. My one podcast is Right Face Podcast. I have another podcast called Dick Talk and Mimosas. That's in my bio. Fantastic. Uh, so check that out. Yeah. Is that it? Ah. I feel like there should be like 10,000 more things that you're saying. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. You know, uh, check out pinupsforvets.com. Check out my theater company, loftensemble.org. They're also on Instagram at Loft Ensemble. And uh, yeah, if you're in the Los Angeles, California area, go see one of their shows. They're uh, going on every weekend. Fan-fucking-tastic. Seriously, email me all that stuff and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, I will. All right. Thank you so much for having this me. This was so awesome. I'm so glad you did this. And hopefully... Thank you. I appreciate it. I got through one of my, one of my drinks. <laughs> I, I, 
Yeah, I barely finished this. This is like a 4.5% <laughs> nothing cheap beer from Aldi. So hopefully Aldi's in like, great. I don't know, three or four years, we'll both be huge and we can do this again. Exactly. I love that. Right? Will you be like, remember that time when we were both nobody? And now started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good evening. Get to your meeting. Make shit happen. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.